all by myself. Okay, enough of the pity party. Hello, online fam. We love that you are joining us. Today we get to hear from a key member on our Echo team, Claire Kingsley. We love her story and we're so excited to share it with our online community. At Echo, we strive to be a generous church. Now, in order to be a generous church, we need to be a generous people because we serve a generous God. Can I hear an amen? No, I cannot because you're watching this at home. <laughs> at the same time, generous is relative. One of my favorite stories from the Bible is about the woman who dropped the last of her resources into the temple treasury. It's not about the amount. It's about the position of your heart. We can become so fixated on the amount, fixated on what is in our bank account, fixated on how our life appears from the outside. But when was the last time you fixated your mind on the position of your heart? At Echo, you can give several ways. You can scan the QR code on the screen. You can text any amount to 84321, or you can use the Church Center app. Thanks again for being a part of the Echo fam. We hope you enjoy Echo online service.
Thank you, Father. Father, we just shout out your praise this morning. You deserve all the glory and honor. Lord, we love you. We love your presence this morning, Jesus. Father, just step into this next song, Lord Jesus. I just pray that people would be able to enter into your presence and know that you are here with us.
just in this quiet moment. I think so often we, we come to church, or if this is your first time, you don't know what we're doing right now. But we come to church and we sing these songs and these words and, and it's awesome. It's awesome. And we lift up God's name. And then we sing a song like this, It Is Well With My Soul. And it's, it's a good song. But maybe we don't truly mean it. And God is for you. So we can stand up here and truly sing it and mean it, that it is well with my soul. Even though we don't know what our next step is, maybe. We don't know what he has in the works for us. But God, even in this moment, let our hearts recognize that it can be well with our souls because you love us and you are for us. So we're gonna sing that again. And even if you just stand and listen, sometimes we just gotta keep on repeating something to believe it, you know what I'm saying? So let's do that.
Amen. When we were gonna start Echo Church and then when Echo became a reality, we knew right away how big of a deal it is every single time someone walks through our doors for the first time. And not only that, when they choose to come through our doors a second time and a third time. And as pastors and as leaders and being a part of this community, I will never get over the significance of what people come in with. We knew that we wanted to be a church that showed people that they could be rescued, that they could be given this opportunity to take off the things that they're carrying or they're physically bringing in. And I see it week after week is anxiety, it's fear, it can be regret, it can be a laundry list of things I've done wrong. And one of the most beautiful things to witness is when you see people starting to unpack those things and give it to God. And I think with us being this church, you know, we have this phrase, all about the rescue, and we want to rescue people from where they have been robbed. And I think so oftentimes in church world, or even just how our society and our culture is, it's really, those are words that we hear and we don't know how to take that next step. And so for us, without watering down God's word, without dumbing down the significance of God coming to our rescue, we want to provide easy next steps to help people truly live in freedom, truly live in restoration, truly live in that transformation. And it's not overnight. A lot of times it's a slow process. We've been talking a lot about drifting and how the drift can go so slow and all of a sudden you're way over here and you didn't even realize it. But God can just take us and he can set us in a new, new spot, new city, new season. And so for us as a church and as a leader, I am committed to walking alongside people and showing them what restoration looks like. My name is Claire. I grew up in Rochester and I'm the youngest of five kids. As a child, my faith was definitely very fear-based. Um, I think as a naturally more anxious person, I was constantly just worried about what God thought of me and all the things that I was doing wrong, um, rather than just living and letting him love me for the person that I am. I had no idea how to even grasp onto God. I didn't know how to talk to him. I didn't really know how to pray. I guess the way that I viewed him was just very angry and mighty and um, commanding. I um, just became very, very distant from God. I never really stopped believing, but I, um, I would say I just stopped trying. I stopped talking to him. Like my heart was just completely closed off. I was just like, I can't even address it. I don't want to face it. Just kind of do my best to take care of myself and have fun. And um, 
make ends meet, and then the pandemic happened, and I ended up getting laid off from my full-time job, which meant that I was going to be working at Newt's full-time, um, which means that I was going to be downtown Rochester full-time, <laughs> and just with kind of my lifestyle as it was, it wasn't, it just wasn't the best setting for me. And so in July, I kind of had a come to Jesus, I guess you could say, that I needed to get out of downtown. And I decided to start looking for something else. And I wound up at Trader Joe's. And it was the craziest thing. It was my first day. It was my last hour of my first day. And I remember kind of being bummed out. I was just, didn't really want to be there. I was missing my job at Newt's, missing my old coworkers. And I saw Christy come in with her daughters and she was wearing the Echo hat and I had seen the logo on Instagram and I hadn't really even been thinking about God at all but something came over me and I just had this like out of body moment where I just kinda, I basically just ambushed her and told her what I needed and I told her that I wanted to get connected to Echo in any way I can and I was just needed a community and I needed people and I needed Jesus. Still took me a couple weeks to actually get myself to church. But I went and I remember that service, Andy was just like, I remember he said in his sermon, he said, it's okay to not be okay. And that's kind of when I knew that Echo was where I needed to be, I think. Especially in this season of life for everyone, it's like, we need a church that allows you to be real and allows you to admit that you're not okay and admit that you need community and that you need a mentor and that you need friends, you need relationships. Uh, when I heard Claire's story, I automatically start thinking about this one story at the beginning of, of John, the Gospel of John. And so if you have your Bibles, uh, feel free to uh, go ahead and jump to uh, John chapter 1, verse 43. This is the story of Jesus calling his disciples. And honestly, I just want to take a moment. I just want to lean in and, and try to glean uh, maybe a few little thoughts and what we could apply to our life uh, and what the Bible says, but then also just like leverage Claire's story as an illustration of the same thing happening 2000 years later. And so John uh, chapter one, verse 43, it says, the next day, Jesus decided to leave for Galilee. Finding Philip, he said, follow me. I mean, many of you are you're standing here today is because somehow it, it might not have been Jesus's actual voice. It might have been through somebody. It might have been just through some emotions or a life situation. You have been drawn to echo or your relationship with Jesus. And you've heard that metaphorically. And maybe, maybe some of you audibly, those words saying, follow me. That's why we're here today. This is the story of God. And, and really, what is the story of God? It's really, it's about Jesus and his invitation. At the simplest level of understanding scripture is this, is Jesus inviting you into his story. And this is who God is, and this is what God does. 
And what I think is really cool about what Philip does and, and, and actually what, what I've noticed in the New Testament is when Jesus asks some of his first disciples to follow him, their, their first instinct, instinct is to invite somebody else. And that's part of Claire's story. I mean, I, you know, it's, I, you know, again, she, she was the bold one that, that you know, that out of, outer body, like, I'm, I don't really do this, but I'm going to do it. And she stepped out and she saw Christy. She saw the Echo uh, logo on her hat and some of that church merch. Anybody like church merch? Yeah. Now, here's the deal about church merch. I mean, we, we get so much flack on church merch. Like, there's legitimate, there's people that are like, why do you have church merch? I'll tell you why, because it's an invitation. You know what I'm saying? It's an invitation. It's not a fashion statement. It's a biblical statement. That's saying, guess what? Jesus invites you into the story. And I just wonder if we didn't do church merch and Christy walked in that day, if if Claire would have recognized her with a mask on or not and would have been into this place today. And anyway, that's not in my message, but anyway, you can feel some of that passion. But see, I want, to, I want to lean into this. What happens? Philip found Nathaniel. Jesus invites Philip to become his disciple. And, and Philip's automatic reaction is this, is he finds Nathaniel and he turns to him and he says, we have found the one Moses wrote about in the law and about whom the prophets also wrote. This man is Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Now, let me just make it clear to you. I don't want you to miss the point. What Philip is saying in his verbiage and his words and what Nathaniel would have understood, but we kind of miss is this. He's looking at Philip and he's saying this, I have found the savior. We have found our king. This is the redeemer. This is who's going to make things right for us today in the world around us in the cultural sense and then also in our physical sense. And I really truly believe Philip was sitting there going like, no, this is the dude. He is legit. But then he also had this sense of, I've finally found someone worth following. And I don't want you to lose that in the translation. When Philip goes to Nathaniel and he says some of those things like, hey, this is what Moses said. And, and uh, you know, this is what the prophet said. And just because we're maybe not completely familiar with all those saying, uh, Nathaniel would have been. And you can tell that in the few next statements that are, are said in this story. But, but this is Philip saying, hey, guess what? The coming king is here and it's time to follow him. See, Philip left everything not because he was like, yeah, Jesus is really cool. And he just asked me to drop everything and follow him. I believe Philip left, uh, and left everything to follow Jesus because he perceived one important thing. And Katie made reference to it here as she was leading worship with us in the concept of the wellness, that it is well with my soul. See, I believe Philip understood this one idea that Jesus was good. And I don't want to overlook that today, that Jesus is good. I got a question. How many of you have had a rotten boss? Don't raise your hand. Okay, don't raise your hand. <laughs> How many of you have rotten bosses? No, 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 no. Don't raise your hand. I have had the opportunity to work with some not so great people. It wasn't very fun to be around them. It wasn't wasn't really a good experience. Y'all, at least, I mean, come on. This is, we're all talking about our past. Anybody relate at all, okay? Uh, 
I just sense Philip understood almost intuitively, this almost immediately, he understood that Jesus was kind. And I believe he found out and he knew Jesus was kind by the simple illustration of an invitation. You know what I'm saying? Jesus comes to Philip and I don't know how he said it. I don't know what his demeanor was. I don't know his tone or, or what, what everything else he said. But I do believe in order for Philip to leave everything he understood to follow Jesus, he picked up on this one initial thing. Jesus was kind. And we can honestly find kindness in this one idea, and that's this through the invitation. Can I hear an Amen. I feel like I need to park a little bit on this kindness uh, concept because I believe uh, we can find clarity in our walk with Jesus through the act of obedience through our kindness and through our goodness. And so uh, l- let me just uh, say it like this. I, um, I believe that in this cultural moment that we've, we live in, kindness has been kicked to the curb. Anybody experience that? I mean, it's so, everything's so shame-based and it's all about, we're worried, you know, we're just like, actually, there's a lot of people who are just not worried. They're not worried about offending you. They're not worried about telling you your opinion. They're not worried about posting whatever it is. And, and kindness is just an afterthought. And I think kindness has a lot to do with our faith and the statement that God wants to make through your story. Can I hear an amen? Well, interesting enough, I, I, I looked up, um, a few things about kindness and studies have found that uh, being kind makes people feel better emotionally, but it also helps physically. Okay, I, I went to, uh, you know, the, and, and, and start Googling certain things. And, I, and again, not everything can be uh, safe there. But I did find a study uh, there. And this psychologist who will rena- remain unnamed because I cannot pronounce her name. Uh, she concluded in a study that people with multiple sclerosis uh, found that they felt better physically when they were helping others out. Versus those that were not. I just kind of wonder, like some of us, man, we're, we just kind of go through life and, and maybe you have a lot of those blah days. And I just wonder if, if we would just kind of like put this idea in, in, into practice, this kindness idea. I wonder if we just feel better. I, kindness matters. And I, like I said, in this cultural moment, I think there, there's, there's, there's uh, that physical act of kindness that truly can make a difference. Uh, as I was uh, in this rabbit trail called Google, I also found uh, that BBC News had put this article out uh, and, and talked about kindness. And they actually told, uh, or, and in this article, there was four uh, things to apply to become a kinder person. What I think is funny is that we need someone to write an article to help us become kind. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you those because I think it's really, really key. And if we apply these to our life, I think we could see some change in our life. Number one, if you want to be a kind person, then uh, truly start listening to others. That's what I loved sitting here last week, hanging out with, with Ron uh, and just sitting back and listening. We could all learn a little bit more just sitting back and listening. The second thing we can do, and this is what the BBC article said, answer rudeness with kindness. Amen. Do you hear that? Answer rudeness with kindness. The other thing you can do too is just respond back to me while I'm speaking because I'm getting bored myself. <laughs> so come on, come on, help me a little bit, okay? That, that's, that's answering kindness, you know, kindly to me. 
number, number three is, uh, I'm being rude, aren't I? For, forgive me. <laughs> number three is include someone that's on the peripheral or on the sidelines. This is the story of Philip. And Nathaniel, Nathaniel's sitting there and he's sitting underneath a tree. He's disengaged in community. He's disengaged from what's going on in the normal setting. He's away from people. And guess what Philip does? He comes in and he invites Nathaniel into the party. It's the invitation. It's written in BBC News, so it must be true. So uh, number four is this, is if we would understand action versus reaction. Understand that when there is unkindness, it's not about you most of the time. That when there is unkindness, when you're experiencing unkind things, it's not always about you. And this is actually a really good time, and it says this in the article, when you are triggered, or triggered by unkindness, take a moment and take a deep breath. Yeah. And, and go, okay, you know, let me just pause. Let me just pause. Anyway, I thought it was good. I thought that was some really good stuff to share, so I, I did it. You're welcome. Thank you, Sam. Uh, you're being so kind this morning. Uh, but what we see here is Philip invites his family first. Now, what I find absolutely fascinating is Philip goes to Nathaniel and, you know, he's pumped up. Y'all you have been like pumped up about something and then you went to your family and told them about it and they were like, mm-mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, I've been there. I'm that family member that I'm like, mm-mm. <laughs> confessions of the pastor today. Christy, you're not supposed to say amen. You're, shh. Hey, oh, Katie, shh. But Nathaniel's response is this, Nazareth, Nazareth, can anything good come from there? Now, you have to understand about Nazareth, uh, and I always want to say Nazareth because I like Lazarus. But Nazareth, the city, man, it was just a dot on the map. Uh, historians believe there was only about 500 people in that day. It was just kind of one of those towns that you just kind of keep on driving. You kind of drive, you know, you just drive through. And so Nathaniel had that perception uh, that this, this, is, this is a not so great town. There's, no, there's nothing really that significant here. See, I, I think there's a difference between Philip and Nathaniel. Philip perceived that God was good, but Nathaniel had a perception and believed a few things also. And that, that I, I, I believe one of the things that really kind of clouded his judgment was this, is he had this perception that the play, play determines the person. I think it's safe to say, man, by, uh, he had some bias. Nathaniel could have had some prejudice. And he's being called to, to follow a man that, that he's prejudging before he even meets. Anybody ever do that? Come on, confession is good with the soul. I think the possible deeper thought in his response is this. I, I believe Nathaniel believed that God can only be found in the right place through the right people doing the right things. Am I being rude again? Because I think if we're not careful, we can be like Nathaniel. We, our perception starts clouding our vision that it takes a person in the right place doing the right things to be a good person. 
And he was prejudging. And in fact, this, this invokes the memory and the story of Jonah being sent to Nineveh to tell them to repent, to turn their ways and to turn to God. And you know what Jonah said? Nuh-uh. That's the wrong person. That's the wrong people doing the wrong things and they're not worth it. And I'm telling you what, if our perception is off, the invitation will never be there. And if I learn something in Claire's story, it's about having the right perception. It's about right ha- having the right heart to be able to be people of the invitation. Yeah. See, I think the difference of a life alive and full in God versus a boring faith or a boring, bland church experience and experience hinges on perspective. Man, I'm so, but I'm so thankful that there's hope for us. I'm so thankful uh, that there's hope for all people. And I believe hope is found in the invitation. And this is how it sounds. This is what Philip does to Nathaniel. He goes to to Nathaniel and and Nathaniel's like, man, I don't know, man. There's nothing good that could come from there. But Philip follows his, his, uh, you know, Nathaniel's like heart and his perception and his vision with this one statement, come and see. And that's where the hope lies. I'm telling you what, you are surrounded by people at your workplace, maybe at your home or in your neighborhood or, or wherever your third places are, at the gym or at the coffee shop. And there are people who doubt God, that don't have belief in God. They, they have a wrong perception of who God is. And I'm telling you what, it will take you stepping into their life and just saying something like this, come and see. Come and see. And so then my favorite part of the story is, is when Jesus saw Nathanael approaching, he said to him, here truly is an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. Okay, now I don't want to miss the point here, but Jesus kind of woos him with kindness. You hear that? He kind of woos him with kindness. Jesus, do you realize what Nathanael just said? Like, like Nathanael's wrong. Clearly wrong, but when he walks into, G, into, into kind of like Jesus' pr- uh, presence, Jesus looks at Nathaniel and says, oh yeah, this guy's perfect. <laughs> and Nathaniel's like, oh, how did you know me? He's like, yeah, I like that. I like this guy. How do you know me, Nathaniel asked. And, and, and I believe kindness broke down the walls. Jesus came in and said something of kindness because we know Nathaniel was wrong, but the truth is God looks within us and yes, there are issues and we have our own baggage, we have our own sin, but at the root of who we are and who Jesus and who God believes we are and who we can be, God is looking at you saying, guess what, I believe in you. And that's what Jesus does. He comes in and he says, hey man, there is no deceit. Kindness broke down the walls. Jesus didn't go in and call him a jerk and tell him he needed to change a bunch of things. Jesus led him with kindness. And I believe there are some people that walked into Echo today and you just simply need to hear that message. We need to begin to see God clearly. See, I believe we may not see God clearly until we understand how God sees us. We will have a difficult uh, 
road ahead of us if we cannot, in our perspective and perception of God, until we understand how God views us. Then Jesus continues in this story, and band, you guys uh, can come up, or at least Katie. And, and it says this, Jesus answered, I saw you while you were still under the fig trees before Philip called you. Called you. Then Nathaniel declared, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. I saw you under the fig tree. I saw you in your place of doubt. I saw you in the place of comfort. I see you for who you are. I'm not turning my eye on the mistakes and the sin and the things that you carry, but I am also calling you to come follow me. I am calling you and I understand who you are. And he declares over all of us that he sees us as we are, but he's sitting here going, there are greater things. There are greater things for you, Claire. There are greater things than you could even imagine of what is going to come to your future because of a simple invitation. I mean, more people need to be like you. Invite yourself to Echo. Come on. But I believe that when people walk into this space, Jesus wants to go beyond the invitation and begin to lead. And many of us, we come in here and we're, we're hurt and we're broken. We're soured by life. We're disappointed. Can we have a moment of honesty? Anybody disappointed in life? Some of us, we have perspectives when we walk into church of who God is. It's not the perspective that God is good and that God is kind. But God is a God of rules. (laughs) God is looking down on you. And I sense today is all about the invitation, but it's also about rewriting a narrative and a belief system for some people that have walked into this place. The big idea that I really want to present to you today is let's accept the invitation and allow God to change our perspectives. Number two, let kindness lead us. Let kindness lead us. And guess what? Kindness has a name. His name is Jesus. Number three, let the spirit do his work. Jesus today. We've all walked into this place because someone inviting us. God, may we today humble ourselves and allow you to begin to change our perspective. Make us new. And spirit, in that renewal, in that restoration, God, in that makeover that that looks quite a bit like kindness, the kindness that you show to our hearts, to our souls, to our minds. God, may your spirit lead us out of this place.
and be that to others. In Jesus' name. I've definitely had a pretty serious battle with self-worth and self-image and perfectionism and um, just finding like what's my identity and um, kind of what my purpose is and what where I want to go and I would say the biggest thing that has changed is just knowing that I don't have to be perfect. I think I had a moment when uh, Kaylee was singing during Amazing Grace and I was just I just kind of lost it where I was just like I'm exactly where I need to be I'm exactly who I need to be there's nothing that needs to change I never felt that way before I never felt that amount of grace and that much forgiveness and just I felt like God was actually really proud of me and that I was exactly where I need to be in life Sam asked me to get coffee, and that I think is when the wheels really started spinning for me because we had gotten coffee to talk about Echo Kids, and she, like halfway through our coffee, she was like, I think there's something more here, and I was like, what are you about? and she's like, I think you are pretty creative, and I was like, no, I'm not. And she's like, yeah, you are, and you're gonna be on the creative team at Echo, and I was like, I guess I'll see where this goes because I never thought of myself as creative and but Sam saw something in me that I didn't. So after I got coffee with Sam, I decided to say yes to managing the Echo High Instagram page. And after a couple weeks of that, I decided to start attending Echo High and becoming a mentor there. And I realized that I have a really big heart for teenagers. And I I think it was a combination of me just having an open heart and saying yes, and also the right people pushing me to say yes. About a month ago, Sam was up on stage giving her sermon, and she told us that God doesn't call us to be comfortable, and that stepping into your calling is probably going to make you pretty uncomfortable. Those moments of discomfort that you truly find out what God wants you to do. What I've learned this year in the past six months after coming to Echo that I think it is really important to just keep focused on that next step and that next day and just trust that God really does have a plan for you and that that it's a good one. Nothing I've done in the past six months is me. <laughs> I mean it is but it's just like not stuff I would have done if it like literally that day at Trader Joe's didn't happen. What I think is so amazing and what we got to witness and we are witnessing with Claire is that she was bold enough to step into the place yeah, and just keep showing up. And what we've seen in the last six months is she has found her people and she's living into her purpose. And, mm -hmm. and I just sense that we only see a portion of what God mm -hmm. has in store for her. And it's just our joy and our hope to watch that happen in someone like Claire's life but man I just hope that everybody who steps into Echo would have the similar story where mm -hmm. you're bold enough to stay in the place for long enough that you find your people and then you step into the center of what God purposes for your life.
Yeah, because I mean, we have that phrase, like we want you to find your place, but God doesn't want us to all just stay in this one place. Like, yes, this is my people and I, we connect, but what I see with Claire is she's just bursting and, and God is so much for her. And I just see this movement and I don't think we should ever minimize the daily commitment of saying yes and the daily commitment to trying something new every single day because it when you look at it in a year format or a 10 year format, God moves mountains. Mm -hmm. And so wherever you're at today, yes, this is Claire's story. Yes, we're talking about her journey, but we want you to apply it to your own life. My name is Claire, hear me roar. Yes. Will you stand up, please, as we conclude to this morning? I love it that Claire had coffee with Sam. That Claire heard Kaylee yeah. sing. Yeah. I love that Claire talked to Christy. Yeah. I love how Claire was manipulated to volunteer at Echo High. Oh wait, no, that's not what I was gonna say. But I love how Claire gets the opportunity to speak life into the teens. There is something more. And there's something more for you. I believe there's something more for us. And I believe that more happens when God helps us shift our perspective, shift what we think about him and how he thinks about us. I, I just felt I need to say this. I, I wanna be a church that rewrites the narrative that is set in people's mind of how God is angry and disappointed. Yeah. And to change to a perspective of a God who aggressively defeated the enemy and grave, an enemy and the grave, not just to win a war, but to win you. Yes. Yes. So your love, to win your love, to win your heart, and to change your perspective. And understand, I understand today that some of you walked in this space and you need a fresh start with God. Some of you walked into Echo for the first time or maybe the fifth time here and you just don't have a relationship with God. You feel far from him. And today is a day where you say, you know what, I can't do this alone. It's where you invite God into your life. But you, what you have to realize is he's been knocking on your door and he has the key. And the truth is he's inviting you into him. And what we do every week is we just pray a simple prayer because we all need to do this like all the time. Because when you get saved, quote unquote, you move from sinner and then you try to be a saint and then all of a sudden you start sounding like Nathaniel. And this is just a reminder once again, as we pray this, that we need Jesus. Let's pray. Jesus, I surrender. I have more questions than answers, but I choose to follow you anyway. I acknowledge that you live, you died, and you rose again, all with us in mind. I accept the rescue that you offer. Save me and lead me in Jesus' name, in his authority. And everybody said, amen. amen. Katie's going to sing the song called The Blessing. 
And we were talking about this before, uh, before the service. And, and, and although the blessing is a worship song, it's actually more of a song of declaration of who God thinks you are. And so today, instead of worrying about worshiping God, will you let God begin to speak some life into you? So I just want you to receive at this moment, receive God's love, to, to receive his favor, to receive his, your place in his kingdom, into his family, in Jesus' name.
God, thank you for loving us enough to have circumstances work out that we get invited, to have people in our life that draw us to you and point to your goodness, your kindness. You are so good. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, I can remember the first time I met Claire. Now, that doesn't mean that we didn't meet at church at one point, because it's totally possible. Because I don't know about you guys, we meet somebody with a mask. You might have to meet him. Like, I got to pray with a guy a couple weeks ago. I had known him for a year. I asked him what his name was. Masks do a funny thing. But the first interaction I had with Claire was at Trader Joe's. And I walked in, and I was like, man, she just, there's just like a life there. There's, a, there's something there. And the, the funny thing is, I had a long conversation with a buddy this morning. I was talking to Mike about it. I was like, Mike, I can't remember church without you. Like, I don't, I, church doesn't seem right. Claire, we can't remember church without you. We can't remember church without you guys. It's not the same. And I, I say this a lot, but I think we'd be surprised how many times just being seen by other people makes a difference. Just by being seen. But I want to challenge you in one idea, which is if you listen to Claire's journey, what did she do? She found out about Echo, she attended, and then she took a step. She got involved. I loved Andy's story about those dealing with MS feeling less physical pain when they were helping others. There's something about life when you start living for something more than just yourself that changes everything. And so if you haven't found your place yet, you haven't found a great group of people, I'm just gonna throw this out there to all the guys in the room. There's a handful of us that set up on Sunday mornings and we have the most fun. I love hanging out with those. Like, I look forward to it. It's just an awesome experience. If you haven't found a group of people to spend time with and invest in, because here's what's gonna happen. Life's coming along and life's going good and it's, it's all good, but the bump is coming. That pothole of life is coming and you do not wanna be on an island by yourself when that pothole comes. When the rattling starts happening in the rear axle of a vehicle, you know, I mean, you just don't want to be, you don't want to be on your own. And not only that, you want to be there for others. So what if we're a church that just decides we want to be there and do that for others? I think about the fact that it was Christy that she asked, and there's not a, that's not a coincidence. Christy gives off like a, I got something and you want it vibe, right? Like she's just got a kindness about her and you're like, man, what are, I, let's, let's talk to her, right? I mean, it just feels natural to ask those questions. What if we pursue kindness in a way to make a difference, not just a small difference, but a huge God-sized difference in our communities? And I think you guys are the people to do it. We are the people to do it. Does that sound cool? Yeah. All right, let's celebrate a couple people today. Let's celebrate some people that said that prayer for the first time today. We wanna be your people. We wanna help you get involved. We wanna see you take next steps. And there's another group of people we want to celebrate. And we love this. This happens every week. Let's celebrate some people that walked in the door for the first time today. Come on. And one last celebration. Would you guys do this with me one more time? Let's celebrate Clara. Just let her know we love her. Yeah. Yeah. Echo, we love you. And we're so grateful that you're a part of this, that you're, you're willing to seek God and what he has for you for the rest of your life. Thank you to those of you that consider Echo home, continue to give faithfully, and are serving. We could not do this without you. We hope you guys have an amazing Sunday.